Hello and welcome back to Bop the Boys. It is myself, John, and I'm joined today by James. Hello, John. Hello, James. Very How well with we? yourself. Ah, not bad, not bad. So Andrew again can't make it. He's uh, he's, he's wife's job in a bit. time. Mm-hmm. and at this point in time, we're considering cutting them full time. Um, so it's just you and I today, and um, we're going to run through the AEW review, which I will do in a second. And that would be NXT first if you want. That's fine. I watched both, and I was massively impressed by one particular show. However, the ratings say different. So, over to you if you want to crack on with the NXT review and then fire in, and we can. can I saw NXT again was live from Full Sail. (laughs) Haha. So, just a run down of the card first. It was Finn Balor against Trent Seven to begin with. Uh, Trent Seven. Fuck that company. Trent Seven. So, Trent uh, Seven. It was Shotzi Blackheart against Diana Perazzo. Uh, Big Dijakovic against Damian Priest. Tegan Knox against Dakota Kai. Caden Carter against Chelsea Green. And the Broser Waits against the Grizzled Young Vets. So, um, Trent, Trent Seven and Finn Balor. There was a video on WWE's YouTube of Trent Seven getting an interview in a car door, um, fucking <laughs> Harry Redknapp-esque, and uh, basically Balor comes and jumps him and pushes the door against his esophagus, crushing his windpipe. Um, but what, what was the what the was the, for? the premise of being so jumped? At, but what was the reason for it? At worlds collide. Was it? I at worlds collide. Um, Balor. Balor. Sorry, I remember. Gargano I remember. Trent I involved. So. Um, it was hilarious because Balor's Balor's sort of choking him with the door and he's like (laughs) I work weddings these (laughs) 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 I don't know why I don't know why that was important Um, I work weddings days I'll see you when I see you Um, so (laughs) (laughs) that's like Cleveland Uh, Cleveland (laughs) I'm the proprietor of this delicatessen So, um, as Trent Simmons making it, so Balor comes at first, Trent Simmons makes his entrance, and obviously he does that thing where he rolls in the ring dead slow. So he's on the apron about a day, and Balor yeah. just drop kicks the heat right off his shoulders um, to the outside. Um, Balor was just, you know. I think for the, for the whole match, Balor was absolutely. Oh, I, he's, up, he's, it was, it was um, he's, as it was a huge defence, you know, just working the body, so. Oh, aye. It was I. I thought seeing it like over the because I know that at one point Trent Seven starts just chopping the absolute chesticles off him, aye. and it aye. looks sick. But I, I think heel Balor is I something to behold, and I think even if there's going to be heel Balor and then bring out the demon at some point, I think that would look pretty good as well because then it could actually be a heel and actually the, the bad stuff like with the demon, and it's like aye. oh he's a bad guy. The demon's even the demon's even worse type thing. But I thought that the match, like the some of the chops, as I said, I, I would love to see Walter and Trent Seven have a yeah, chop off. Walter and BT Gun is what I'm after. What are they? We'll need time um, to get signed so, up. Aye, Balor gets the win. It was quite cool at the end as well. So he, he hits the coup de gras and then he does the 1916. Um, and and who's your who's your your commentator? Nigel McGinnis. He's shouting something about Irish independence aye. as he's doing it. I think that was, year, that was the year they um, got it, wasn't it? Apparently. Apparently. 
Ballers in the ring and he's sort of posing off and it's like it did look a wee bit awkward for a minute and they must have been trying to get a mic in so that he could say basically Johnny Gargano Johnny Gargano um don't know where he was from there maybe just east of Hyderabad um, go hog so... go hog <laughs> <laughs> hog so um, so then he says I'm coming for you and I don't miss um, which was pretty good so then Shotzi um... Blackheart the best thing about this match was that she came out in a tank. I've seen this. Does that mean remote control tank? It should be. But the fucking helmet's too big for her head. And it looks uh, like she doesn't fit in the tank as well. But that's for my point. It's much too large for the tank. Um. So I the Shotzi's got the the full sale crowd um behind her for the time being. I think obviously for the the battle royal that that she put Shayna Baszler out of. Um. She's kind of came out anyway. Um. She did a top rope sent on. To win the match, and it just—I don't—I don't think that the, the same like, a top rope sent like that does anything for me. Did, did no, she miss her, or did she, did she take she most of them herself? Her, well, she worked got her, but she shoot missed her. Um, <laughs> but I—I I just did me. I mean, it'll probably grow on me because I remember watching Matt Riddle and thinking I hate this guy, but then he actually, no, nah, I love him. So then Keith Lee came out for today's promo. Again, with a honking pink trainers on. Um, oh, you're a, you're a champion, Sunshine. How about you three yourself with some nice trainers? Okay. <laughs> um, so, I just about how, how it was good in the rumble and all that sort of stuff. And um, his promo was then interrupted by the bootleg Marlon Manson. Um, words, words of, yes, words of Dominic Dijakovic, not my words. Okay. Right. Um, so, then Damien Priest... And Dijakovic are basically saying, oh, I want a title shot. And he's like, oh, I want a title shot. And Keith Lee's like, cool, I'm off Keith Lee's like, fucking sort out yourselves. So the two of them have a good match, right? And it is a good match for all intents and purposes. What bugs me is the finish. So what bugs me is the amount of times they could have finished well, it. See that poison runner? For me, for the tap rope, he's out. He's done. Aye, that, you're done. Why you you're done. That? Would you think you're 205? So, so, aye, so I, I think it was a good match. I, I wanted Dijakovic to win purely because him and Keith Lee have had mm-hmm. some Broadways. So I wouldn't mind watching that again. Obviously, TakeOver, whatever TakeOver is. Um, so, aye, for me, they've two gone at it. It's, it's up there with, with Black and uh, Buddy Murphy. So I, I have I have no issue. When I was talking to Andrew, they'd say, "Oh, I wanted Damien Priest to win because he said something unpleasant about Dijakovic." Go um, on. And I, and he basically said, uh, "That big Russian guy." And I went, "Andrew, he's American. He's, he's American. <laughs> Even I bet he looks Russian." That's not unpleasant. So, that's just fact. Uh, well, what what, uh, what well, are, you, are you are you are you PG that up for us? Um um. Um, KV being your big brother um, so I think for me look there, there was there was um, there's reasons that both of them could have won I'm happy that Dijakovic won purely because I know that he can have a good match with Keith Lee I think Keith Lee will retain mm-hmm. at takeover but I think it then sets up Damien Priest will he win it after nah. I'm not sure I don't think he will but the thing is see for three massive guys oh, they can I... all move like even 
because we'll talk about it obviously when, when Damian Priest was punishment, Martinez in TNA. I mean, well, that's obviously the reason he was signed, right? Because he's a massive guy and he can work. So I think he probably will get his shot. And this guy's got a, a clean victory over Pete Dunne as well, mm. do you remember? So I think I maybe Keith Lee runs through Dijakovic. Maybe they'll run through him, but they have a good match. And then it'll be Damian Priest next. And again, whether he wins it or not, I'm not sure. But I think that the, the matches in the head will be coming in between. So that was fine. It was the feast your eyes for the three count, cleaning the sheep, brother. Um, then it goes to the back, and Tommaso Champ has laid out undisputed error, minus Adam Cole. <laughs> Uh, so he comes out this. he gets a table in the ring and he puts an X on the table um, by spray paint then Adam Cole comes out and they're, they're jaw jacking back and forward and uh, William Regal comes out and says well Adam Cole doesn't care who he faces so I was coming to tell you the match is yours so Adam Cole says no 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 I'll do it is what I'm saying so he walks into the ring and Adam Cole probably gives the stiffest mic shot to anyone that ever that anybody's ever seen <laughs> How can I bat a cotton bust somebody's head open? Um, so, aye, so that they, they start. Is, is that aye, what aye, aye. Did you not know, hear it, man? It was like a fucking sonic boom, man. It was like, um, <laughs> so then they start fighting, and uh, Champa gets stuff a hand, and he power bombs Cole through the table. What I liked was Cole when he was going up for the power bomb. He was already holding his head before he even hit the table. <laughs> um, so Champa signing the 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 contract with a pen. And obviously the fans can see he's bleeding and they start chanting, use your blood, use your blood. And then he obliges and wipes his blood on it, which was bogging. Um, so then, as <laughs> um, Tegan knocks in Dakota Kai, uh, I know they were pals, it's an unsettled feud for war games, but I wasn't really interested, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I love this match. I, I love that. So then, well, Dakota Kai goes back and forward. Um, it was short, but fast-paced um, the well, what gets me right how long would they do the ring for I know well that's what I was going to say Dakota Kai um, gets herself DQ'd does she know no 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 so basically they go outside the ring and I think they go through the crowd at one point now where the 10 count is I don't know but you get back in the ring Dakota Kai is healing it up she goes to grab a chair she goes to hit, so I think um, Tegan knocks his hind of the ropes, and she goes to hit her with the chair. Candice LeRae comes out of nowhere, makes the save, and I think while, while Dakota Kai gets back in the ring, Tegan knocks his back uh, the knee brace. Absolutely. Uh, that's right, the, the shiniest wizard. The shiniest uh, wizard indeed. So, like, I thought the, the shot with the knee brace... I'm imagining it's, it's maybe not made of the hardest stuff, but it sounded uh, horrible. Like plastic or something, wasn't it? Aye, okay. oh, uh, so she, but she's doing it like the curtain. Okay, so then we had Chelsea Green against Caden so, Carter. Um, I'm not really interested at this point. Like, I, I, I think I can I get what they're trying to do with, with Chelsea Green. That they're trying to make her like this better than you heel. I, I would say shades of MJF, uh, but nowhere yeah. near it. And obviously with the with the the, the guy the the goat telling about where um I've never heard of him. What the guy wants to do is get a pair of shoes and a pair of socks on, and the, and a pair of socks on with his shoes, and we can maybe start talking about him being a legit manager. Um, we'll never catch yeah. Paul Heyman like that. So moving on to the 
main event was the Broserweights against the Grizzled Young Vets, and this was just fantastic. Uh, it was the, the story of chemistry versus superstar ability. So, absolutely. <laughs> <Was it? laughs> um, so, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle together are just dynamite. Um, then, it was just, I think it, it was basically, the, the, the match was basically a mix of all the spots that had been in every other match. Uh, uh, it was a highlight really show. Um, the finish was again so many, so many uh, finishes as well. Um, I like the what had uh, me every single I like time. The um, the two backflips they did at the same time. Uh, done did it out the ring, and aye, but, aye. and I also like the the Julian Tombstones as well. The spot outside the ring, the the Doomsday device outside the ring. Yeah, he that when Matt Riddle does that and done happen with an ends of Gury. Um but what I'll say just before we go into AEW, it was a good a good show for NXT, but have you seen what happened to Flash Morgan Webster? No. Mate, that Alexander Wolf German suplex when he lands bang on his head. Oh yeah, so you'll see oh, it really? doesn't even like land on it, he lands on his head. Um uh, I think Is so right? tweeted about it. Um so oh, right. So I so AEW. Well, so just final thoughts on NXT. I, I thought it was I thought it was a cracking show. Compared to what I'm about to read it to you just now, I, I thought it I thought it blew AEW at the water. But there was a lot more AEW. Um, so for me, I think AEW beat NXT by about two hundred thousand in the ratings. I, I just don't think that's a, a true representation. I think if they, if you had the whole aye, NXT show a, on for, for two aye. hours on telly, then like Andrew said a few weeks ago, I don't think it's a it's, it's a contest or at least not a close one just now. I AEW are, are building these these new guys and people who've maybe never heard of to to mm-hmm. to get to that point, but at this point in time. For me, AEW was, was superior. But anyway, we'll go on to AEW. It's in Ohio. Ohio. John Moxley was... Well, I did actually do that. Where John Moxley was born and raised. So, the show starts and Moxley comes through the crowd. Takes about 20 minutes to get to the ring. Right? He's, he's, he's walking down and he's stopping and he's looking about. Obviously soaking in because he's, he's there and, and they're obviously going daft. Gets to the ring, he starts to cut a promo on Jericho. He talks about how he's, he's obviously fail high Owen and and how obviously it's good to be back. Blah blah blah. Well, the champions music hits and he comes out. And basically, him and him and Moxley are, are jaw jacking. And at one point, Jericho says he could it'd be easier for him just to come down and beat the shit out of him again. And I thought, you know what, I like that because with AEW you can actually use a bit more colourful language. Whereas we like WWE and NXT, it's, it's it's all very PG. I mean, saying shit's not going as far away for, away for life. Do you know what I mean? If, if they're watching it, so like, if anything, they'll just think it's cool. So I, I thought that was, and they've done it a few times, but I thought that was good. Um, so then it, it brings out the rest of the the rest of the posse: Santana and Ortiz and, and Jack Swagger or Jake Hager uh, and Sammy Guevara. San, and Mox at that point says. 
it might be five on one, but when I'm in this ring and all these fancy, oh, he's like, pop. Odds, odds are in my favour. Aye, cheap pop. And then he starts shouting, O-H, and then the fans shout, I-O. And he does it a few times, like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Get a grip. So, so then Santana brings out like this, these other five absolute nobodies. It looks like boys have just ripped off the street. Um, basically, Santana walks into the ring because Mox is like, I'll, I'll come out, I don't care. So he, he goes out to the boat with the ramp. Santana walks in, eats a dirty deeds or a paradigm shift, whatever you want to call it. And then there's a, a massive brawl. So literally, these other nine men are trying to get to Moxley. And the three security guards that will go there are stopping them for getting to Moxley. Good, good security. And as such, are stopping, aye, and as such, are stopping Moxley for getting to them. So then, Moxley paradigm shifts the the guy who's stopping the, the carnage for happening. Um, what I will say, as it started, he got a pretty stiff shot on oh, Jericho, which uh, aye, oh, I did indeed. So, so that was fine. Moxley gets out of the crowd. And the segment ends with Moxley storming in the crowd and all the fans going, obviously fucking bananas, right? So that's that's fine. Uh, the next match was the Bucks, the the Butcher on the Blade. MGF was on commentary for this, right? They, they played a vignette where MGF goes and pays them to, to effectively kill the Young Bucks, right? To, to really hurt them. Because obviously what they've done it on the cruise. Um... So MGF's on commentary and the match is going on. There's obviously crazy spots everywhere. Bucks are diving about the place. Even the, the, the two big guys like Butcher and Blade are, are doing some suicide dives and it's aye, it's all pretty cool. Um, there's super kick parties involved, all that kind of stuff. MGF starts talking about them, right? And he says, <clears throat> I mean, the Bucks are meant to be these these Catholic boys and, and good Christians. The only verse for the Bible they know is probably Austin 316. <laughs> I swear to God, I was howling. Absolutely howling. No, but he didn't even say it. He said the only the only chapter of the, the Bible they'll know, uh, these marks will know, is Austin 316. <laughs> so obviously I was right. I was away. I was buckled at that point. Um the Bucks hit the Meltzer driver for the win. And I think that's the time the, I think that's the first time they've done the Meltzer driver in the EW because the crowd popped massive for it. Is that the the thing um, that he does a somersault off the ropes? Aye, aye. So the match finishes, Butch on the Blade start working on the box. Omega runs down into the ring, breaks it up. V trigger on one of them, I don't know what one it was, Butcher on Blade. V trigger on one of them, he's out the ring. Hangman Page turns up on the apron holding a beer. He gives it to Matt Jackson, hits the the buckshot lariat, takes his beer back after and just walks out the ring. Um so it's left like the elite stone in the ring, so Omega in the box. And Hangman Page is walking back up the ramp. And basically, they, they basically tease obviously what's going to happen if the Bucks they become the number one contenders for the tag belts. How is it going to affect like the four of them as a group and all that kind of stuff? So it's definitely I, I think they've, they've played it well because the Bucks could have went and won the first tournament for the tag belts and been done with it, but they get put out in the first round a private party who are sensational, which I'll get to. But I the fact I think they're just now they're doing better at chasing than what yeah, they would be for the champs. Chasing so, better than the victory. Um, Oh, exactly. So, no, that that was probably that was probably one of the, the better parts of the show. Next was Nyla Rose against Big Swole. Uh-huh. Oh, I've got down here boring and pure, pure quality because see if you compare that match and even though Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai wasn't a Broadway, as you'd call it, 
just compared to this, yeah, it was right. so much better. Um, big Slow, I've seen, I've seen things about Big Slow on Twitter. I, I don't think she's she done a few cool things, nothing much. Nyla Rose obviously being a lot bigger, one with a power bomb, and that was it done. Um, and I think the, the way they work the rankings and all that, Nyla Rose moves up in, in terms of her number one contender shot. Um, Cody and Kip Sabian were up next. I'm just not interested in Kip Sabian, not at all. He's not my cup of tea. Uh, but basically, the match is going on. So, Arn Anderson, I come mm-hmm. Cody to the ring, and he's actually got a playbook full of moves on it. Like for code to use, so I, I don't know. I don't know what, what they're getting at. Um, before we get to the finish, have you seen uh, Cody's nightmare? Kip? Aye, bounces off ropes in it. Oh, honestly, Kip Sabian takes an absolute screamer. Um, and then he does the the cutter after ropes as well. I don't know what he calls it. If it's that, if it's a nightmare cutter or whatever, but it's it looks pretty cool. And then he hits two crossroads. To win, so he gives him one and he gives him another one just for good measure, and that's it done. But there's a, there's a spot where Kip Sabian and he's he burnt as a Penelope Ford. I think so. I uh, so there's a, there's a spot where they're outside the ring and they've gone to kiss, but they're still on each side of the barricade, like at the corner, and they're going to kiss. And this guy sticks his face through, so they both of them kiss him in the, in the cheeks and he takes his glasses off. And it's Joey Janela. Um, so Joey Janela runs away and, and flips him off. Um, and then that, that's when they go in and go to the finish two crossroads and we're done now last week we, we obviously we discussed the the bit on the boat where they, they interrupted mm-hmm. Britt Baker Q Britt Baker she comes out uh, she comes out and then she goes through GR for cutting like cutting her half and all that she's like you're a something like a part time barbecue sauce salesman and a shit one at that Um, so she <laughs> She's a she. She kind of she just goes for everybody, basically saying I I'm a heel now. But it was she was like don't ever do that again and all that. And I I stopped listening after a wee bit because it was kind of boring. But I, I thought it was funny that she, she had a good profit GR. Um, and I actually think it's good. That I don't know if it was if it's a work that they meant to cut her off and this was going to be Aye. the heel turn or 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 if she was really meant to be a heel. I'm, I'm not actually too sure. So, but in terms of of work, she's she's not very good, in my humble opinion. Next up was SCU against the Hybrid 2. Who's the Hybrid 2? Who are, oh, I was going to let you tell me. Think of two, I don't know, two potential indie workers who you'd think would be into a lot of high-flying shit and just crazy. Brian Cage. Ugh, no, go away, behave yourself. He, he signed for Impact. Oh, that's disgusting. Right, who else? Who was it? So, it's... And Helico and Jack Evans. Oh, that's right. Aye, that's right. So, as you can imagine, on a high risk stuff, a really, really good match. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll summarise quickly. Um, for me, Evans and Helico are, are brilliant together. Obviously, again, I watched Watch Underground religiously, and when they were on that, I thought they were fantastic. But well, I suppose separately, they were fantastic because they're obviously running about two different factions. But Jack Evans as a mouthpiece is, is hilarious. And Angelico, for a big guy, can can just do shit he shouldn't have be, be allowed to do. Agreed. And if anybody hasn't if anybody hasn't watched uh, Lucha Underground, go on just YouTube and Helico dives off roof and you, you'll see it's fantastic. Um so I, I thought the match was good. SCU won with the, the SCU later, and that's like the they've got them kind of 
one's got them on the back, they flip them around and they knees them in the face. Um, aye, honestly, good match. I think SCU had to win to remain credible as former tag champs. Um, and Frankie Kazarian for me, wow, what a worker! Aye, uh, decent. I always get, I'll get it for him. Uh, Kazarian's the one, him and Daniels. No, aye, Daniels is bold as a good aye, but um. And I'm sure Adam, I'm sure Adam have shaved their heads. Um, so it was it was Daniels and Kazarian, Scorpio Sky was on the outside, but it was it was a good match, and I thought Kazarian probably was the the highlight of the match. Um, but I like I like how they use the same finish, even though it's different people. Um, after that, there was a pack promo, and I think it, it was a cracking promo. It was a bit all the place. It was a bit scatty, like obviously the, the way pack is. Um, basically calling it Omega, saying. That they'll date on his terms, blah 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 blah. Um, but he, he's coming for him effectively. But it was good for me. It was for me. It was it was a good promo. Uh, the main event was Jericho and another tag team. I think was it Party? I don't know. It was Jericho and another tag team against Darby Allen and the Private Party? As I mentioned earlier, Private Party are fantastic. Like when when they put the box at the tag tournament, I wasn't I wasn't impressed. I was like, what is this shit? Like this is young box. Um, oh, there's a story coming. Uh, story, uh, story coming, folks. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. I think the guy is Isaiah Cassidy. He's the, I want to say he's the, the slender uh-huh. of the two. Basically, he takes a, he takes the, the Judas effect. My goodness. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the finish in a minute. But so basically, there's a, a bit of the place. Jake Hager's out there and. I think Sammy Guevara's there at one point and that they're kinda that they're trying to get involved. Uh Darby Allen does a coffin drop for the inside to the outside, so he is going full Jeff Hardy. Um and, and Hager kinda half catches him. But it, it, when he hits the ground, he just doesn't move. Um so then you've got uh, Isaiah Cassidy inside with, with Jericho and he hits the, the Judas effect and he just he sells it like he's just been hot with a truck. Like Jericho death. pins him and he's lying Oh mate, so he, Jericho pins him right, and his arms outstretched like up the way, and his horns just twitching, <laughs> just serving it to the to the the end. It on isn't brilliant. So, um, obviously they pick up the win. It breaks in after the match. Darby Allen ends up taking a few lashes after Le Champion's okay. belt, um, and Moxley comes in and, and makes the save as they go off the air. I just thought I, I should note we're now at the end of the, the AEW review. They have John Moxley cutting a bit like a pirate. Arr. Um, at one at one point Jericho called him Jack Sparrow. So, aye, it's, I think he, he talked about all the, the stupid shit WWE had him doing. Cutting a bit like a pirate is what to be up there. Um, partly because I mean, aye, the way they set it up, Jericho stabbed him in the eye with a pin or whatever it was, but. You could have probably went after a different body part and we'll have him cutting about an eye patch for a few weeks, do you know what I mean? Because it's even when they get to the title match at the end of February, that'll still aye. be a factor. And when Moxley wins, which I think he will, then it's like, ah, he's beating with one eye and all that kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. I just, I just don't like it. I just don't like seeing him cutting a bit like a pirate. And, and, because he's went, he's went full snake. Like he's got the eye patch on right across. It's like tied in the back of his head and all that. So, aye, that, that, was, that was AEW. For me, NXT won. As far as I'm concerned, 
just purely because of the quality on the matches. Obviously, the, the Bros away match was aye, probably the best thing on telly this week. Um, in terms of the sports, it was a bit of a highlight show what they've done previously, but that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because when there is guys like Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle, and even the, the Grizzled Young Vets, who probably don't get that much exposure, that's probably the biggest match. Do you know what I mean? The the the, the final dusty right. classic. So, um, so for me, it, it done nobody any harm. It was good to watch. It there was decent spots all other places. It didn't it didn't ever feel flat or feel feel like shit or boring. So for me, that was good. And and when match a match is like that, that's what keeps you keeps you watching it. And then the amount of false finishes that you're actually buying into. Um, I think after like the, the second or third one, I thought right, well, Grizzled Young Vets have only one here, so they're obviously getting beat. But it's still. It's still good to watch. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Excuse me, no. I think it, for me it was definitely the better show of the two anyway. But um, any final notes before we move on to our mailbag with one question in it? Oh, mailbag. Whoop, whoop. Um, no, I think so long. I think AEW just need to keep plodding along and obviously get past the the Jericho Moxley feud because it's no. I, I don't think that was ever meant to be long term. I think it was get. Get the superstar name on the belt to begin you with. Think so? The massive draw. I, I think it was a case of getting the massive draw on the belt, which Jericho is, and then get to Moxley, and then Jericho can be. I mean, me and I'm just talking about enhancement guy. Right? Jericho's never going to be an enhancement guy in his life. But if somebody, but if somebody, if somebody, if somebody he can, he can then win something. Exactly. He can he can start to give people right. the rub because he's he's got fifty. No, no kicking ass after fifty. So he's no get he's no get long left. I don't think. Um. So if he can start to. Even if it's like putting guys like Sammy Guevara over, and, and obviously, is, is Jake Hager ever going to be in a match? No, I think he's just, um, he's just a muscle. Just uh, a bit of muscle? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I think so. He's never, so, never thought he was going to be in a match. So, even if he can start to enhance the guys, and, and I think um, San, Santana and Ortiz are, are a cracking tag team, but I had never heard of them until they uh, got to the AW, they were, uh, but um, they're really called, good. But they know... The Mexicals? Well, no, they, I don't know. WWE tag. Um, so, oh, right, okay, well, the, the question we've got here is from Natalie Butler, long-time listener, big-time fan. Um, so, the question is, John, your thoughts on the Bellas being pregnant at the same time? Honestly, like, when I heard that, I thought we were creepy, but I don't put it Huh? No, so 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 what if what if um what if Bree is pregnant to John Cena and Nikki's pregnant to Daniel Bryan and her new man just isn't in the picture at all? Massive huge So no, I mean I think obviously I congratulations to them both. You hope everything's all right and everything's healthy. But there are no wrestlers anymore, so I don't care. There it is. There it is. Sorry. Um, so no, I am the, the same opinion. I've not really got an opinion, but. Um, what if they were having like a mad orgy man and it turns out Daniel Bryan's the daddy the sisters win and the new man's the, the, the daddy Daniel Bryan's win I don't know so so basically what I just said but right, right, jobs, you know? yeah right. but I just it strikes me a bit as odd how, they, how it can both happen to the two people at the same time I know they're twins and all that but come on they're twins does everything need to be the same they've probably, they're probably had a night out and they went home at the same time for a bit of, a bit of rumpy pumpy Right. Wow. He's put in the old label lock. Right. Put his wallet so, in the old label lock. Um, so before this, <laughs> before this digresses any further, we should stop. 
Um, probably. Aye. Anything else to add for the week? If you want to punch your social media. So I have. Um, I will. I will follow you at the social media in a second. But did you see what I put on last night on the the pop the boys page at boys pop? I was sitting watching Dumb and Dumber with the wife. Aye, and aye, and they're in they're in the the hotel. Did you hear me? No, I cut out there. Oh, I don't know what it was. Aye, so he basically grabs the, the bottle of champagne and he's like, oh, this goes for a little bit of a bubbly. Aye, so, so. Uh, aye. I was like... Jim Carrey just getting people over since forever. Oh, since long before Jericho even thought that. So, um, no, I had to rewind it and actually make sure that's what he did say. And he did. So, uh, no, for me, for me, that's that's everything you get into, Ad. No, no, that's, we're all good, we're all good. Fantastic, well, so, as if you want to be as, as cool as Natalie, and you want to email a question, then, it's Popping the Boys, sorry, is it The Popping the Boys podcast, or just Popping the Boys? Mm. Why, why would it be The Popping the Boys? Mate, I, I don't know, man, my head's up my hoop. Popping the Boys podcast at gmail.com. Twitter, as I already said, is at Boys Popping. Give us a wee follow there. And Instagram is Popping the Boys pod. Um, and you'll find us there. We, we normally put on, well, the, the link's obviously in the bio for the podcast, but we normally put on when there's going to be a new episode up. Um, there is a YouTube, and we will update to that. Maybe maybe just the pay-per-views, I'm not sure, but we'll see how it is in terms of time it actually takes to to get the videos um, exported and all that on the computer, because it, it does take a bit of time, and obviously having families as we do, it, it can be time-consuming, and at this point in time, this is just a bit of fun, and I don't want to spend actually that much time converting audio files into films to, to put on to YouTube. So, um, for anybody to watch them? For, well, I think there's one David Poole who has subscribed to the channel, um, which makes me happy. So, so aye, we'll continue to monitor that as it goes on. Maybe when there's, when there's a, a pay-per-view, then we'll maybe put it on. Um, I think I said to Andrew, for people that haven't got, um, that don't listen to podcasts, who are you, boo? Um, then it, it's somewhere else. But as time goes on, we'll see. Uh, we'll probably end up going up there at one point. But I yeah. at Boys Pop um, Twitter, use a shout. Smackdown review will be on Sunday, and we will have a special guest on with us on Sunday as well. Oh, are you working me here? No, no, more to be confirmed. Oh, but I Smackdown review will be Sunday, and we'll have a guest on. Sunday is, it, well. is it one ICW superstar? Oh, oh, <laughs> no, of <I'm> sorts. <laughs> uh, ICW no. Infamy. Is it? Uh, is a Scottish wrestler, but no ICW. All right, clearly I'm boring you, so I'll let you go. And his name's Conditioner, and he's other half a cow and a bastard's all right. <laughs> right, I'll catch you later. All right, cheers, guys. <laughs>